0: Not gonna say it somebody should Let's talk about two time Let's talk about bum one yeah asking the questions that nobody could Like where are the bone dogs and are they in high? hey everybody welcome what the some idiot sometimes i think people like they're driving and they're pulling out of a thing and they're like i'm just tired of waiting so i'm just gonna go and i just that's what i feel like the horn is meant for right because you just want to tell somebody like hey I see what you're doing, and like I'm gonna stop because I don't want to injure anybody or um, you know myself as well, but not a not a good choice. It's like a little reprimand of, hey, that was not a good choice. That is a proper use of the horn. I know people have mixed feelings about getting honked at at a stoplight or something. Um I feel like that that is also an appropriate use of the horn, however, You know, it would be nice. I remember watching a YouTube video once where a guy installed a secondary horn. And he was like, this is my like polite horn. And it made a sound that wasn't as harsh. And he's like, and then this is my like real horn. So he had like a little tink, you know, or something like that, that just sounded pleasant. And then a hark for when shit did not sound good. It's funny if you go to a city to like a, Chicago or New York or whatever Because the horn is just like The horn is practically the folk instrument of those cities It's just like you'll you'll constantly hear the horn <laughs> going in the city But I think it's because basically city driving and rural or suburban driving are just so different Because I think city driving is definitely a lot more oriented towards like if my car can physically do this, I'm probably going to do it. Or more oriented towards how much can I test someone's patience here? Like if I'm a an Uber driver and I'm picking someone up, how long can I sit here before someone's actually going to like, I don't know, get out of their car and force me to move or a cop is going to force me. You know what I mean? Like it seems like more oriented towards the rules are are looser or challenged more. <laughs> Whereas like in in the not city the rural areas, it seems more like um there's really not much reason to not follow the rules here's a here's a big difference too I think I think some people would see the city driving as being more rude, but really like in where I live in a you know small city, there's always somewhere to get out of the way so if I want to pick somebody up from somewhere, I don't have to block the main road in order to do that. And usually if I'm doing that, it's somebody being lazy. Of course, I give all full, you know, full recognition to like, if, you, if you're if you picking up someone and it's like an old grandma comes out with a cane and whatever, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I, I will allow that. I'm going to try and not be mad about it. I might still be mad about it, but I'm not going to make my anger your problem. How's that for for kindness? I won't express it outwardly to you. I'll be like, okay, that's fair. I'm still annoyed. I'd still rather not be sitting here, but I can see how a choice was made and why and agree with that choice. I would like to think I'd make the same choice. But it's definitely one of my pet peeves when it's like you see somebody get let out at the front of the store and you're like, I mean, this looks like, it's usually a guy letting out a lady in my experience because I think it's, some people's sort of mistaken sense of chivalry that it's like, I drive my wife right up to the front of the grocery store and let her out there. And then when she, see, I just heard a horn, but I don't know what it was for. Cause we're all completely stopped. Um, I let my wife out at the front of the grocery store because I'm a man and I provide for her or something, which I, I think is dumb. It's like, I'm pretty sure your wife, can walk from the parking lot to into the store and frankly i think there are very few of us in this world who couldn't use an extra extra 20th of a mile of walking in our day like probably most of us would benefit from that as opposed to uh getting dropped off i'm you know i'm not like a big ooh, ten thousand steps is that's the key to health or something i just mean I'm guessing 99% of us are in the category of, if you asked your doctor, would it be a benefit or a detriment for me to take an extra uh, 90 seconds of walking once a week? I think most people would probably be like, yeah, that would be fine. I I will uh, give you my doctor medical opinion that that would probably be fine. I don't know just just a tip, just a theory here on the whole the whole dropping people off at the front of the store thing it's just that that's crazy to me. I hate too at the the place I go to work out they have like one or two parking spots up front that are like family parking, you know, so it's like if you have a big family, you can park closer, which again, I'm like, what the fuck like so you have little kids and it's like okay, so you wanna. You want to do less walking? And I mean, why? If anything, kids should be like in the fucking back of the parking lot walking further. I suppose it's possible that we're trying to reduce the danger by having kids uh, walk in parking lots less. But that seems a little ridiculous to me because number one, it's like, well, you know what? Let's let's use this as a teaching time. Uh, it's, a, it's a relatively safe parking lot, that place in particular. So, like, let's let's use this as a teaching of how to cross a parking lot safely. But number two, like, most of the adults I see uh, don't fucking pay attention in the parking lot. Like, they aren't paying attention to where they're walking or they're, like, right in the center of the aisle when they really don't need to be. And it's like, hey, fuckers, here's here's a tip for walking in the parking lot. Indicate with your body direction and the direction of your face where you're going. I don't want to strike you with my vehicle in the parking lot. I really don't. I promise you that it's not on my to-do list to hit someone with my car. That is not a bucket list item that I have. It's not a bucket list item to not hit someone with my car, but that's just that's just an omission. I'm not going to put it on my bucket list to basically not do everything that I don't want to do because that would be an incredibly long list that uh, would mostly be not entertaining, right? Because how micro are you going to get on that shit? We've been, I've been working on like a... thinking in my mind of like a 40 before 40 because, uh, you know, I'll be 40 in like four years. So I have some time to do some shit, but I don't know. I'm wondering if like... By the time I'm 40, I'll just have given up. And also, there's like not a lot of stuff. There's stuff I want to do, but it's not. Obviously, it's not that important to me because I haven't gotten it done yet. I just don't have that like list of things like go skydiving and go do this activity is not really on my list. There's things I'd like to do, but it doesn't seem crucial to me that I finish them before I'm 40. Maybe that's the thing is most of the things I want to do. I'm like, well, I think I could do that when I'm 50, probably. I don't think that would be much more difficult in my 50s than my 40s. So who knows? I mean, is it better? Is it worse? Or, you know, I, I don't know. There's things where I'm like, I would like to like learn to play an instrument a little bit. But then I'm like, do I really care that much? Like, do I actually want to learn to play an instrument or do I not? Like, for a while, I was like, maybe I'll learn to play the harmonica. That seems, like, portable. So you could kind of play it without having to, like, invest a shitload of money and time and space and whatever. It's not like learning to play the piano. Um, But then I was like, honestly, what turned me off about it is I got it. And then I looked into, like, how do you play it? And basically everything was like, Well, first of all, you're going to be slobbering all over it. Like, if you're not real slobbery when you're playing, you're not doing it right. And I was immediately turned off the entire thing. So I was like, ugh, that's gross, even when it's my own. And also, it's one thing if you're like John Popper from Blues Traveler, right? And you're fucking slobbering that microphone, but you're playing it like a bastard. But when I'm like shittily playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and slobbering all over this harmonica, that is not going to be, that is not going to be a good look for me. That is not going to be a wise move. And it's not like, I. it's not a bad look as in, ugh, I'm going to look so gross. How am I going to pick up chicks? It's like, I just don't, that seems like an unpleasant experience to me. Um, and if I'm doing it that badly and having to put that much of a fucking disgusting appearance and feel into it, I just don't know if that's... It feels like debasing myself in a way that... Like, I'm fine taking piano and sucking at piano. I'm, tr- I'm fine, like, taking a harmonica lesson or, like, just doing it on YouTube and then sucking at it. But I'm not as good with the, like... Also, it's just a a gross experience. So, that was kind of a bust so far. I mean, I don't know. I'm like, well, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's just like a relative thing. Most beginners feel like they're like slobbering all over, but then they get the hang of it and they're like, okay. It it just feels like a lot more because it's more than you're used to. I mean, I played a clarinet that was like, you had to basically wet the reed with your tongue. You, but, just slobber on that in order to make it go. Make it go. How do you make this saxophone go? Oh, well, you got to lick this reed first. Um, I remember the worst part of the clarinet was like, you're supposed to clean it out every time you play it. And you basically had like a, a spit rag. And so what you would do is, it was like on a long string. And then it was like a felt cloth and you would drop the string into the clarinet and then run the cloth through it and if you didn't do this for a while you could see like disgusting wet crust i don't know how else to describe it it was kind of like mold maybe maybe it is mold but it was a wet crust inside the clarinet and then sometimes you'd be playing it and you hadn't cleaned it for a while and you were like oh my god this is like uh making out with an old man is what this tastes like But sometimes it was the reed. When I was in uh, middle school, they made flavored reeds, which I was like, this is genius. This is like I'm eating candy in class. Um, Our band teacher did not like the flavored reeds for whatever. I'm sure they were shitty. I'm sure they were the worst kind of reed. Although, when you're a middle school band teacher, I mean, what kind of quality are you shooting for here? I don't think you're going to get it. Whatever (laughs) whatever you're looking for, I think you're going to be disappointed. I always thought, it must be insane to, to be the middle school band teacher. Like, okay, when I was in middle school, I was like, this guy is the most talented musician in the world. Because in our band, we had drums, bells, clarinets, flutes, saxophones, um, trombones, trumpets. So what is that? I don't know. Let's let's call it an even 10 instruments, probably, by the time everything's said and done. And he could play all of them. But then later, I was like, well, can he really play the clarinet? Or is it like, he can play the clarinet well enough to play uh, Lean on Me on the clarinet, which he's taught to his middle school classes for the last 25 years. It's like, okay, well, I guess... If you think about it that way, you, Pete, dum-dum, in sixth grade, picked up Lean On Me and the clarinet within a couple weeks, right? Learned how you'd never touched an instrument before, and then you got this fucking clarinet and learned how to play it. So I suppose in 25 years, an adult who's already familiar with music um, probably could pick up the clarinet fairly quickly, right? Or if like, if you could play the saxophone, I think you could transition to the clarinet and it wouldn't be crazy difficult. Um, I'm sure if you can play the trumpet, you can probably find your way around a trombone. I never liked, um, I always thought the brass instruments were weird because like the trumpet, it's only got three buttons, right? But the buttons aren't like the only way you alter the sound it's like also how you vibrate it with your lips or whatever so it's kind of like uh it wasn't exact enough for me so i was like no no a piano is like there's a key for every note right and then you play those notes you can play them harder or softer and stuff but basically when you hit this key it's supposed to make this note whereas the trumpet i was like that seems kind of nebulous doesn't it It's like, well, I've got the correct hand configuration and basically the correct thing. But it's a little it's like, oh, it's a little flat. Need to bring that up a little bit. Who who fucking how would you know that? How would you care about that? That's how I always felt about like tuning the guitar too. Because you can get like a little box and do it. But most people, I think when they get good at guitar, they can just do it by ear. But I'm always like, that just seems so weird to me because it's like, well, there's got to be a margin of error here. I never liked that. I never liked those like nebulous margins of error in things like music. That's something that bothered me always about music. But whatever. But yeah, so when I was a kid, I was like, well, this guy's a fucking musical genius and his talents are wasted on us here for sure. I remember it being very strange because when you transition from elementary school to middle school where I went, that was one of the things. It was like, okay, you can join band, uh, choir, or orchestra. And orchestra was like stringed instruments. And uh, everyone who joins band wants to play the drums. So they made this arbitrary rule that you had to have uh, taken two years of piano lessons to play the drums. Otherwise, you could not play the drums, which I think in theory, it was like, well, you're in the percussion section, so you're playing the bells. But I was like, the bells is probably the easiest one to do, because you can just basically, if you have the rhythm, you can just look at the the notes and the, they kind of correspond with the bells more logically than they do with fucking the clarinet. But then, uh, so you had to pick one of those three. I was like, well, there's no way I'm going into choir. That's not happening. And uh, since my older brother was in that school already, I kind of I'd picked up on the vibe and knew that um, orchestra was for nerds. That was for dorks. I mean, band was not not for dorks, but you were required to do one of the three. And the one that was for the least for the dorks was band. Um, I'm not going to stand here and tell you That it was awesome to Like oh you played the trumpet Or that like kids in Middle school or high school or wherever Like respected A trumpet player Oh my god he's so good at the trumpet Like you'd never hear that People had really no opinion on Trumpeting But uh, it was It was the least Horrible of the horrible now, I did not help myself by picking the clarinet, but I picked the clarinet for two very important reasons. One, uh, I thought I was like, well, you're supposed to basically how you, you were, how band worked is you took home a practice card, which is a paper card. You were supposed to practice um, your instrument for like a half hour a day or 15 minutes a day or something. And then your parents had to sign it. Now, of course, because I had already done this with piano, I'd learned the important lesson, which is try and figure out when mom's going to be home and just start playing about two minutes before she gets there. And then as soon as she's there, you're like, ah, just wrapping up, just wrapping up a long session. Go ahead and sign that time card. Um, <laughs> practice card I guess it's not a time card, but kind of feels like it. Right. Same same principle applies sign that practice card for me and we're good to go. And uh, so I didn't practice a lot. Then I had a, uh, the other reason was my best friend at the time, Eric also was playing the clarinet. So I was like, well, we'll get to sit next to each other in band class. So that's fine. I don't, I have no idea what possessed him to pick the clarinet. I thought though, okay, back to the practice thing or whatever, which, you know, it turns out barely practiced, but, whatever um but to address that again i thought i was going to be practicing a lot therefore would have to take my clarinet home a lot therefore thought well i might as well um i might as well have something that fits in my backpack so i don't have to carry i don't want to carry home a fucking bassoon or whatever you know what i mean like i don't want to carry i don't know i can't think of anything better than bassoon uh, true, true story. Traditional name of the bassoon, the Fagoto. Just in case you were looking for a way to uh, make fun of some kid playing the bassoon, I guess. Go ahead, go for it. Now, looking back in retrospect, I had this really weird experience because, so you're playing band in sixth grade and then in seventh grade, and. Uh, When I was maybe in eighth or ninth grade, I saw on TV, you know, they used to have like the local cable access channel. And one of the things they would do is at the Civic Center is where they had all the band concerts, which is fucking hilarious, by the way, because it's like on that stage, you could see like a legitimate band or like I saw George Carlin there stuff, real things and people were there granted i also saw like a circus that you know was a guy who had like a dog a cat a pig and a mouse or something you <laughs> know doing tricks but the the middle school bands would also go there and play their songs and then they would show this on cable access and like when you were in middle school too if it was your class you would of course watch it cuz you'd be like ooh maybe this is going to pan over my face and you would see a completely b- blurry confusing mass of kids and possibly identify yourself in there. Like, cause maybe you wore like a red shirt or something like that. And so you'd get dressed up, you'd go do that. And then your parents would take you to Dairy Queen afterwards, which I always now am confused by because I'm like, this has got to be one of those selfless parent moments because it's like, you're sitting there, you're playing this fucking clarinet. Obviously your mom can't hear you. Right. It's not like you can pick out your kid from the crowd of players. And then, I mean, when I was watching it in ninth grade, let's say, and I'm watching a current sixth grade band. First of all, I was sort of shocked because they were playing the exact same songs, like in the same order. Um, Secondly, they sounded much, much shittier than I remembered when I was in band. But even then, I had the presence of mind to be like, I bet we sound exactly as shitty. I I have a feeling this is not like the band teacher going for the first time in thirty five years of teaching band classes. I just I had a class that just couldn't pull it together. They just sucked. I don't know what was fucking wrong with them, but they were terrible. Uh, more likely, we sounded exactly the same. But it was like "Lean on Me," uh, some college fight songs, and uh, "Top Gun" theme, which I thought sounded so good, and then. You know, listening back to it, I'm like, God, that sounds fucking terrible. Right? But that's another thing is like parents take the kids to Dairy Queen and I'm just like, I don't know if I would reward my kid because I had to go out and go to their band concert. I'd be like, I want to kind of discourage this behavior. I'd prefer not to do any more of this than I have to. Also, I'm the adult. I came out to your band concert. Did I not? That seems like I helped you out. More than you helped me out. Doesn't it? I mean. Call me crazy. Call me maybe. But that just seems like. I did the. The heavy lifting here. As an adult. To sit through that. I mean. How the fuck. Do you sit through that? Oh God. I feel bad for you parents out there. Maybe when you're a parent. You just care. But I. I gotta believe too. It's not even. Sports would be hard. Like. Especially on a team sport. Or something like baseball. Where it's kind of like. Nebulous. How how much your kid gets to participate and like how good they are and whatever. But band is like worse. Cause it's like, well, on the one hand, I know my kids participating, I guess, but it's not like I'm enjoying watching my kid at all. Like I can't even make that. I don't even fucking think most of those parents knew where their kid was. Like, it's like they probably spend the first 10 minutes trying to figure out where their kid is. And then they're like, well, he plays the, the saxophone. Along with these like 40 other kids who play the saxophone. I don't fucking know. And then you finally just give up. You just like give up and then you realize you're listening to the worst music you've ever heard. And so then you start looking for your kid again because you're like, hmm, I got to kill some time here. This is not I can't if I just let my mind wander this is going to be awful. But I was kind of surprised, too, because even at that time, I had this theory when I was a young young man, which I was like, maybe what I should do for a career. By the way, the careers I thought of when I was a young man were nothing. Um, Truck driver. And the reason that truck driver was appealing to me is I saw in a book one time a picture of the cab of a truck and that you could like sleep in it. Um, They had like a little bed. (laughs) And so. When I saw that, I was kind of like, huh, that would be okay. And also, I had worked some kind of jobs before, like McDonald's and probably mowing lawns and maybe a couple other things. And I was thinking, you know, really what I want is to not have a boss. Like, that's kind of what my primary concern is for a job. Yeah. And so I was like, well, if you're a truck driver, you're in the truck and you're, it's not like your boss is with you. Judging your turns and shit, right? Now, of course, that job is probably ruined by GPS and stuff because it's like, I'm sure they just track you and how far you go and how long you drive. And I remember I had a family member who was a truck driver. And uh, she and her husband would drive this truck. And it was like, so you, you basically were supposed to keep a logbook of how long you'd been on the road. And then how long you'd slept because, you know, the law is like, oh, you got to sleep so many hours per hour on the road or something. Or you, you can only drive like, let's say, 15 hours and then you got to take eight hours off or whatever. But of course, what they all did was like you had basically two log books. And so you just kind of had to keep track of like, how do you rotate this? So you're like, OK, I don't know if I can talk through this entire scam, like if I remember well enough. but basically. You are cheating the system and just driving all the time. But now I, I'm assuming that trucks are equipped with some kind of gizmo that's like, hey, this person drove this many hours and like they should be stopped. Or like, I don't know, because I, I got to believe, too, the companies don't want that. But then on the other hand, I'm like, I guess maybe if they can follow the law, they have to. Who knows? Um, But then one of my other brilliant career ideas was like, okay, well, maybe I could be a teacher. And what I could do is like, let's take two, maybe even three years. I'll come up with my day-by-day curriculum. And then all I have to do is kind of show up and tell the kids, okay, chapter eight. Like I had a history teacher who kind of did, you would show up to class. He'd be like, okay, chapter eight in your textbooks. Uh, read it and answer the questions at the end. And so naturally, everyone does the same thing, which is skip to the questions at the end and then like skim the chapter and try and find the answers. And because it, it was a shitty textbook for public school, it was like the questions were obviously there. It wasn't like an interpretive question. It was kind of like, um, I remember in English class, there was an English teacher who taught the book The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. And the quiz he had on it was basically, like, asking how much different items weighed. Because, you know, there's a section in the book where the the narrator is kind of saying, like, we had to carry this, which weighed this much. We had to carry this, which is this much. And, of course, it's all, like, metaphorical and shit. Like, it's really about, oh, the emotions they carried and the the thoughts they carried and the responsibilities they carried. You know, all these kind of things. And so I was like, you know... Even as a, a high school student, I feel like this teacher is missing the point of the book. Or maybe he understands the point, but is so obsessed with making sure that everyone actually read it. But it just seemed like an arbitrary... From a writing perspective at this point, I think Tim O'Brien would not be a fan of this assignment. Because if I was writing something like that, I'd be like, well, I'm putting in these mundane weights of things because then I talk about the weight of the emotions, right? And that's like, it, it lulls you into a sense of everything's good. And then bam, I hit you with something that you're like, oh shit. But uh, so I would work for two or three years, come up with this day to day curriculum, and then just do that every day for the rest of my career. And I was like, you wouldn't really have to work that hard if you did that. Of course, later on, I figured out, like, no, that's not good. And Pete also, I think was smart enough to look at himself and say, I don't think teaching is a good career for you because you fucking hate school for one thing. And for another, I don't think it would have been healthy for me to have the summer off. I just remember like, I mean, I would cry like into probably early high school the day before school started It was like the day before school started was just the worst day of the year for me. I fucking hated it and was just like, I can't believe we have to go back. This is the stupidest. School is the worst. I hate everything about it. I hate everyone and everything about it. I hate everyone about it. Well, you know what I mean. Oh, this isn't good.